This is Love Hurts. I'm Brian Berlin. My guest today is Ophira Eisenberg. Ophira talks with me about a scar she got as a kid and how that physical scar led to some emotional ones on her journey to accepting it as part of herself. This episode was recorded live at the pit in New York City as a part of StoryFest, a four-day storytelling festival. So now I want to bring out my guest for our conversation for tonight. Um, she is the host of NPR's Ask Me Another, and uh, she's written a book called Screw Everyone. Uh, everyone, uh, please welcome Ophira Eisenberg. Hi. Hey. I just want to add, sometimes I just, I, it, yes. it's a fine thing, just with the, the name of the book. Sometimes when people uh, say just the beginning of it, the, which is Screw yes, Everyone, yes, yes, it yes. sounds like a very mean book. That's true. Okay, what, it's Screw Everyone Sleeping My Way to Monogamy? Yeah, is that totally the, different book. Yeah. Not mean anymore. Very open and loving. Yeah, there, there's like a, there's a goal, like you got, there's a lesson that was, that was learned there's versus... There's no lessons. Yeah. There's no lessons. But it's not about betrayal. It's, it's, it's not about betrayal. You're right, you're right. Oh, yes. is it, isn't everything? Think about betrayal. <laughs> Anyways, a different podcast. Yes. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Brian. Um, yeah, it's a real honor. Um, what did you want to tell me and everyone here about tonight? What did I want to tell? So, really, it's um, uh, it starts with the fact that I am I'm covered in scars. Yes. I am covered in scars. Uh, the big one I have is uh, that I've had most of my life is a big. Uh, it's a scar from a car accident. Uh, it, and it's a, it's a scar from being um, opened up. and It's called a trauma scar. Okay. It's from uh, someone opening you up, a medical professional opening you up, not just someone, uh, because you are dying. Uh, so this happened when I was eight, and I was uh, ripped open, and I had my lung, my lung was collapsed, and I'm missing a spleen, and uh, my liver was ruptured. So I have this big scar, and it looks, um, even though it was surgical, it looks a little industrial. <laughs> I would say it goes from my sternum all the way down to uh, the bottom up just below my belly button and then up one side kind of like a crooked t- tree branch okay and then has these big st- still like stitch marks you can still see yeah I feel like years later it's you still years have later this, like, yeah. a lot of years later so I would just say that you know I had the scar basically as I started realizing that I was a, I was one of those young women who just, oh my God, I was so interested in having sex and <laughs> guys and whoever. Honestly, I started with guys, not knowing later it could be whoever. Uh, I just started a, a classic route because that's all I knew. Yes. But the first, <laughs> the first guy that I had a huge crush on, uh, his name was Danny. Okay. Uh, this was in the 10th grade. Danny was the uh, lead singer of a uh, high school band that was a U2 cover band <laughs> uh, called B4. He... That's pretty good. Yeah, he had, he had named see, the band. Yeah, I can see why you were into that. So, right, he was a genius. <laughs> yeah. That guy was a genius. Uh, but Danny didn't like me. Oh. Danny okay. liked my best friend Cheryl. Oof. But Cheryl didn't like Danny because high school is equally mean to everybody. <laughs> like, no one ever gets what Everyone's they want. Everyone's into the wrong people oh. at all times. Is that... Right. Yeah. But the bass player in the band, just a high school band, Graham. Okay. 
he liked me. Ooh, okay. And so I employed this philosophy with, that I've used very uh, consistently throughout my life. Uh, I call it the, uh, well, it's, it's sort of based, it's, it's like a, a Beatles philosophy. I call it the Ringo philosophy. Yes, yeah. Anyone <laughs> in the band will do. Close enough. Right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. You just wanted that B-floor glory, and you <laughs> take it any way that you can get it. Yes. So I was dating Graham, but I was in love with Danny. Okay. I had a huge crush. And at the time, that felt like love. Yes. Right. Yeah, at that time, everything feels like love. Everything right? feels yeah. like love. Uh, and, you know, we are, we are together. We are a couple. Uh, my friend, Karen McIver, her parents go out of town. Okay. And so this is, uh, you know, high school. So, of course, she has to throw a party in her house. That's what happens yes. when parents go out of town? Yes. Did that happen to you? I didn't go to any party. I went to one party in high school. One, and was it in someone's house? It was in somebody's house, but their parents just were upstairs and didn't care. So it wasn't even... <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. I was not that rebellious. Yeah. Yeah. That was happening around me. I just wasn't at them, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I understand what you're saying. Okay, <laughs> okay. You have some context. I was like, what is this? Parents go out of town and parties happen? I know. Yeah, I, I know. It was a weird thing. No one's parents were ever around for a party. They would go to town, and then there would be a party uh, in the basement, yes, the suburban yes. basement. Classic. Uh, and like half-finished. Half-finished. Yeah. There was always, like, the weird basement yeah, the poles. sewer pole, yes. you know, that you yes. had to, like, maneuver around. But sometimes, like, they'd wrap just, like, a random... Uh, cushion around it because somebody like I liked like, it when it, it was the rope, like a nautical yeah. theme, um, or maybe it was yeah deeper. Anyways, so Karen McIver's uh, parents go out of town and she's gonna throw a party, but she wants it to make she wants it to be the party of parties. Okay. So she asks me if I can convince before to play <laughs> at the party, which you know was amazing. I had to go ask like my. The highest. It was. They they were ready to play. They had nothing else going on. So, yeah, just so I you was know. gonna say, have they had they like had a lot of shows? They yet? were not gigging. Okay. It was just a okay. high school band. So they band. existed as a band, but they, they played had like at the high school talent show. Yes, that was this, like their big. This might have been big. their first gig. That's pretty cool. But you know, so it was interesting though because I remember her asking me that, and I was like, I'm gonna go to ask them, and then I did ask them. They were like, sure, but we have to arrive at like seven to do a sound check. I didn't know what a sound check was. So I was like, wow. That's where they like plugged an, you know, an yeah. amp into a, an electrical outlet. Uh, but but I, I came for the sound check. Uh, and I was sort of like, is everything okay? Like it was, I felt uh, yeah. Because and like you and Graham are dating at this point, so you feel dating. like you're like half supporting the band, but ha half supporting the party. And I had a job. I yes. loved that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, I'm the I'm the band's manager. And then I, I kind of flipped to like, in the future, this is gonna be our life. Yeah, because you got them popular. their first gig, so you're gonna like That's be right. booking their first tour. I'm gonna be walking around with the pinstripe suit and the clipboard, <laughs> right? Like I'm gonna be managing the band. I'm am gonna still be with Graham, but I'm gonna be sleeping with Danny, right? Because it's gonna be in the yeah, future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you become the Yoko Ono of this yeah, band, yeah, and then it's gonna be amazing. Yes. That, that also was my first idea of like a career. Um, <laughs> so the the party so the, they get sound checked. The party starts. The party is happening. Yes. Everyone's having a great time. So B4 is killing it. B4 is killing it. Karen McIver's older brother went to, because no one was of age. Yes. So he went to uh, the liquor store and bought us all kinds of stuff. Someone's a little drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, having a good time. It's like, it's pretty much a classic, classic It's a, everything you a want plus. in that like basement, parents out of town. Everything party. I want. Yes. The band takes a set break. Okay. Graham is feeling very good about himself. I mean, he just played with or without you. Everyone was swaying and crying. <laughs> Streets have no name. Yeah, like, there yeah. was a lot of great things going on. And he grabbed my hand and, and 
took me to um, the makeout room. Ooh. There was always a makeout room, like some weird room in the basement designated yes. the makeout room. Yeah, it's like right? a weird closet or something, right? It's a weird like, closet. Yeah. So there was no weird closets. There was just a guest bedroom, which was off limits. Okay. So the only other choice was the um, the furnace room. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I was thinking of. Like my house growing up had a furnace room a closet furnace thing room. that my parents like hid the Christmas presents in. Right. Yeah, like that room. Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah, cement floor, <laughs> yeah, obviously, yes. because it's a furnace room. Uh, so very, not very um, romantic at all, but whatever. <laughs> we were like, okay. And we are uh, uh, sitting on the cement floor of the furnace room and we are making out, which we had done before. But this time it felt... It felt different. It felt like there was a little more energy underneath it. Like it felt like there was an acceleration. Like there was a need to go an extra step. And all we'd ever done was made out. Yeah. So that yeah, it's basically anything more than making out anything is an extra made, step. So you were like, something's happening. Something's here. happening. I was totally into it. Like yes. I really wanted stuff to happen. And I think he was the one that was hesitant because it was actually. I think I was waiting for his lead, honestly. Yes. Yeah. 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 And so, but it starts to happen. Like I just feel like there's a bit of a pace. The making out's more intense. And then he takes his hand and he puts it on. Uh, the side of my torso, and he is uh, about to bring up my shirt. And yes. this causes me to panic because I hadn't worked out yet what was going to happen if someone saw my scar. I hadn't thought about it, really. I mean, I'd, I'd pictured that um, my body always without a scar, honestly, when I fantasized about romance being and somebody, yeah. being with someone I pictured my body without a scar but here we were in real time and I didn't know what to do uh and I was like okay well, you know and my brain's just racing because he's doing it and, and I was like okay uh, I don't want to stop the action because I don't want him to think I'm a prude and I also want, don't want to stop it and be like hey um you're about to see something really <laughs> weird but it's just a scar and it's from an accident from a long time ago and it doesn't hurt but it doesn't feel good if you touch it so just leave it alone it's fine huh? um <laughs> So, but I didn't, I just couldn't make a decision. And so what my hand instinctually did very quickly was just grab his hand. Yes. And then I started pushing it down. And he looked at me and I smiled and he took that as a direction. Like, oh, I get what you're doing. And I was like, I don't understand what I'm doing, but. But it's kind of working out in your favor. But yeah, you I was don't like, know okay, <laughs> we're still in a good place. This sounds fun. Uh, and so he slowly started pulling off my um, my crinoline skirt. I had a little crinoline sh skirt from Le Chateau. It was very popular at the time. So he slowly starts pulling off my crinoline skirt. Uh, and then I am just in my jockey for her underwear. And he says to me, I want to go down on you. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, yes! <laughs> yes! Right? I was like, I don't even know what this is. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, like you truly um, don't know what exactly is going to happen, no idea. but you know that like it's a big deal. It's a that, big deal. And Graham's bringing it. And Graham's bringing it, and this is like, this is everything I want. This is like, I, I feel like I like this guy. I mean, I like someone better, but like it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And You're like, he clearly, at least happy. <laughs> and he likes yes, me. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. that's a great feeling. And now he is, we are going to both go to a brand new place yes. uh, sexually. And, you know, I think the pl a place that I am told is amazing for me specifically <laughs> for women. So uh, he helps me wiggle out of my jockey for her underwear. And he throws them behind him into the furnace room. Um, and I lay back on the cement floor and 
he positions himself between my legs and I'm like, okay, I'm about to blow, have my mind blown and I don't really know how it's going to feel. I just assume amazing. Yeah, like good feelings are about to come like, I'm and just I'm like, waiting. This is going to be amazing. And so I'll tell you what I feel. I feel, um, I feel like a, uh, like a light punching, a light punching. I feel a light <laughs> punching. Uh, and then, and like sort of a rubbing around, and then I feel um, some, some wetness. Okay. And then I feel nothing. So I lean up to look at what's going on, and there is Graham's face between the uh, V of my thighs. And he uh, is looking at me, and he has blood on his face. Now, just, just to take a pause, I, I don't know where your brain is going right now. I mean, it's, I guess it's in a place that things happen to women, and right. that could be happening. Nope. That's, okay. If, I would totally tell that story if I had the story okay. of uh, getting my period at the same time. Yeah, that would be like a, a wild time. I know, that would be a great story. No, uh, that is not what happened. What happened was some, you know, some combination of... Graham's excitement, the dry furnace air, the fact that his approach to going down on a girl was just kind of jamming his face between my crotch. He got a nosebleed. He, did, he caused his nose to bleed. And it was bleeding. It was just really bleeding. Gushing and... And I'm like, oh my God, like we realize what is going on. Uh, we, we take off his t-shirt, it's a little bit sexy, but whatever, we're just using his t-shirt to like sop up the blood. And he says to me, we need to go get Danny. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Because they're best friends, right? He's like, we need Danny, he's gonna help me out. I'm like, no, 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 no. And then I'm like, well, well, well just, just wait, 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 let me get my clothes. And he has opened up the furnace room little door and he's like, Danny, Danny, and I'm like, no. And I'm searching around for my uh, skirt or my underwear and it's dark and this first room has like a bit of a deep thing and he's throwing these things off and I, I cannot find them and, and like fast enough uh, and I, I have my hand on my skirt just as there is some light in the room because Danny has stepped in. And he, he looks at Graham's bloody face and then me naked from only the waist down. Which is like being quadruply naked. Um, yeah, it's a real, it's like the Winnie the Pooh naked. Yeah, when you're like, yeah, just when you're starting out, oh my God. And with a little blood on my thighs. Oh my and, and then he, he just looks, he just lo he looks to the floor. Like he doesn't know what to do. And I, my, you know, all the endorphins are coursing. I, I'm like, I have to, I have to save this. I have to do something. Cause these guys are going to just say nothing. They're going to be useless. I know that already. Something I will know and use for the rest of my life. Um, so I'm like, I need to say something. I need to do something. And what ends up coming out of my mouth is that I just go, um, what, you've never seen this before? Like, like the shame yeah. and the humiliation is their lack of experience. Yeah, like, come on, this happens this, all the time. This, this is happens sex. all this the is time. Like, <laughs> Life is messy and bloody and shit happens all yeah, the time. Like, God, you guys are just amateurs, but you're freaking out about this. 
And uh, Danny looks at me, and I, I just command him. Like, I was like, okay, I've kind of, like, got the room. And I was like, yeah, like no, I'm good. Get out of here. Go upstairs and get some, I was like, get some towel, Kleenex, and ice. I don't know. <laughs> um, and so he runs off. Uh, Graham is uh, still, you know, just trying to hold his, the, the T-shirt to his nose. I throw on my skirt, and I tell him I'm going to be right back. And I run upstairs basically to do damage control. Yeah, you gotta be like, I gotta figure out what's going on. Gotta find some clothes. Gotta find some clothes. But really, the first thing I do is I find Karen McIver. Yes, because you also have some boy problems you gotta work out a little bit too, and some damage control. And I just wanna know what everyone is talking about, right? Because, yeah, there's part of you that is like, everyone at the party knows what's happened, right? Is like that, there's that like fear of like, Everyone at the party knows what's happened. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that they think what you thought. Yes, yeah, 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 that like initial, this is, yes. And it's an interesting thing, like the pecking order of all the things that are embarrassing to a young woman, somehow getting your period, the thing that would be the least interesting of them all, at the time felt like the most embarrassing. Oh yeah, like for whatever reason that's just. Right, it was like, yeah, the thing we can't talk about. I have, this is like, really quick aside that is a very embarrassing thing for me, also related to basement and blood. Nice. Um, So when I was like a junior or senior in high school, uh, I had a cyst. It was like a pill and idol cyst. I don't know if anybody knows what this is, but it literally like exists on your tailbone. Mm. And I just ignored it because I didn't, it was like this little bump that like literally existed like at the top of my butt. And... I just ignored it because I was like, I don't, I'm not going to go to a doctor about this, whatever. And then one time I'm at a friend's house for like a party. There's guys and girls. It's not a party party. There's no alcohol, but there's like, it's a, you know, there's chips and soda and we're all hanging out and playing like ping pong and stuff. And I was just playing golf with my dad that day. So I had like a tucked in shirt that I untucked at the party to be like cooler. <laughs> um, it's like a polo shirt that, that I had tucked in. was the whole in. fashion choice, the entire thing. I yeah. Untuck. And, and guys have it easy, man. Like something about me playing golf all day, like just moving around and whatever, uh, it like ruptured something. <gasps> and I got home that night and I was wearing like white khaki shorts. And I <laughs> take off my shorts and they are just covered in blood. Like this huge stain on my butt. And luckily no one said anything the entire time because my polo shirt just covered it. And I made it through that entire, it would have been like the most embarrassing thing, and I was saved. You know what, I, I will say, that is amazing. I'm sorry you had to deal with like a rupture of it was, anything. Yeah, it was a whole and, thing. It uh, took me like cyst. another year before I actually dealt with it. But, <laughs> yeah, right, uh, of yeah. course, right, because it just sort of, but I, you know, one of my favorite, uh, thinking through the years of all the embarrassing things that have happened in my life, uh, especially through high school, university, normal life, the whole thing, uh, the amount of people that have never said anything to me I commend those people. Yeah, I love just those like people. let that go. Like, yeah, just yeah, because I guess somebody could have seen it and was just like, "This is too much to even broach." I don't know. I'm just gonna let this hat go. Yeah, I mean, I like it when someone's like, "There's something on your teeth," yes, or yes, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. you've got something on your face. I really appreciate that. But if I'm walking around with like half of my body just like basically um, drenched in blood, and you're just like, "How's it going?" I would, I really appreciate yeah, it's just that. Like, I know that you're dealing with some stuff. I'm just gonna <laughs> yeah, exactly. pretend that everything's fine. We're gonna pretend this is cool. So yes, you pull on your friend. I find my for friend for damage control. Karen McIver. Uh, I grab her by her bony 
shoulders. She was very tall and very thin. I grab her by her bony shoulders, uh, and I basically push her into the bathroom on the, on, on the main floor there. Uh, she was very upset because a bunch of people sat on her parents' like Scandinavian wood <laughs> whatever table and it broke in half. Oh so boy. she was like losing her mind over this party. Like she was just like, I, I, I did the wrong thing. I don't know how to explain anything. And you were like, I have something more important. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have some needs. So I push her into the bathroom, I close the door, and I say to Karen, uh, I just have to know if you know, have you heard... Uh, there's a thing, what, do you know anything? I don't want to say. And she goes, uh, all I know is that Danny needed some Kleenexes, but he's seen it all before. <laughs> so he jumped on board with the, this is normal. And uh... I mean, I, when I heard that, I was like, this is, I want to be with this guy. Oh my God. That was like, yeah, it only... it's like, he got it. You don't, you don't meet many people in life that get it. Yeah, like that's the worst part of this whole situation is it just made you have a deeper crush on this other guy. On this other guy. Uh, and then, you know, right. And so I was just like, okay. Basically, the, the party winds down very quickly. The cops come. Uh, Graham and Danny leave together. Graham and I do not talk. Ooh, yeah, that's like... Uh, I... Um, that jockey for her underwear, a gift to the furnace, never to be seen again. <laughs> At some point, like, her dad was, like, cleaning down there and was like, I can't deal with it. I don't want to even don't. pretend to deal with this. Yeah. I know, it's just something that goes into a Ziploc bag. Yes. Exhibit A. Um, but I remember going home that night and I thought about the whole thing as I was lying in my bed, you know, figuring out what the, what the fantasy was that I could work with to put myself to sleep for the rest <laughs> of the year. Uh, and I was like, well, nobody saw the scar. Nobody yeah. saw the scar. I got, went through everything That's, else, but yeah. nobody saw the scar. It was like, you were like, I will deal with all of this other stuff to not have to like deal with this one thing that is just like a part of me that I'm just like self-conscious about. Just yeah. self-conscious yeah. about. Yeah, I was so afraid. Which is classic, that age, right? It's just that like, age. Yeah. yeah, and then I found out, you know, as things move forward that most people didn't care about yeah, the scar. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, in your, when somebody did see that, like, how, like, was it something that just became part of... I mean, it's part of you anyway, so it's like... Yeah, I did the self-conscious speech for a while. Yeah. Uh, I did, I mean, I, I, I... By the way, Danny and I never got together. I was going to ask that, too, because I was curious. Yeah, we never got together. We never became Facebook friends. <laughs> we never, nothing. So you know nothing about his life right now. I know nothing about his life. He still could be, like, touring before somewhere, you know? He's, like, keeping the dream alive. <laughs> That would be just brilliant if he was like, just like, it's still just going. Just small Canadian bars or something. Graham like, became like a, uh, a, like a high, like in the tech world, super high up kind of genius app maker. So things could, you know, your part of you was like, oh, yes. I could have made these work. <laughs> did, did, any, did you and Graham date anymore after that event? Was we it did. Like, okay. So we dated, for, we dated for two more months. Okay. Uh, and did he ever see your scar? He never saw my scar. Wow. Yeah, there, but there was, so, I mean, he never saw my scar. Actually, to be honest, after that whole thing with, like, we, we were awkward around yeah, each other. There wasn't the, a lot of yeah. conversation. He wasn't a big talker to begin with, and I all of a sudden was like, that's a great asset, because I don't even know how to talk about this, so <laughs> you're not going to talk about it. I'm not going to bring it up. We'll just let it. It was something that kind of fizzled. 
like one day I was like, I guess we're not together. Yeah, that kind of was sparked from this event happening. Yes. But it did make me, even at a very tender age, made me re-examine just what my relationship was with these scars. Yeah. And that I kind of had to, you know, not to be like too heavy handed, but I kind of had to like love the scars if yeah. I was going to be able to move forward and have any kind of sexual relationship with anyone that made any kind of sense. Yes, because it's such a part of you. Such a part it's of not me. not anything bad. It's just like an appearance thing, but you have to like be like, this is just a thing that people have to accept because I have to accept because people have to accept it. And Yeah, and I wasn't going to go through my whole life being like, oh, we can't take off my top. Yes. Yeah. Because that seemed to be like a missed opportunity for some other fun stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like to just be skipping out on half of the body right away. It's like, yeah. yeah, and I just didn't know how people would react. I think I really thought that, that I, people would freak out. Yeah. Um, so then I took to, I went too far in the other direction for a while, which uh, I would meet someone and I'd be like, I've got a big scar on my stomach and I would just flash it. And they'd be like, whoa. Yeah, it's like, uh, we haven't even had like a drink yet. <laughs> yeah, Can yeah, you yeah. just like hang? I would just show it right away. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes they would be like, you're weird. I like you. Or they would be like, you're weird. I'm going over here. Uh, but that really did actually show me who I like. Because if they were like, you're weird. I like you. I was like, okay. So Great. This, this is, yeah. This yeah is we're the starting on the right that, place. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I, for a long, long time, I, I, I would just do that. Uh, and then I think it was like the, the first guy that I dated in college, I did that whole thing. And he was just like, he was like, you know, um, he was like, you know, the, the best thing I like about that scar is that you don't even have to tell me anything about yourself but I already know that you're like a thousand times cooler than I am. And I was like, I've never, like, that's very flattering, but I've never thought about it from the point of view. He was like, you've been through stuff. I've been through nothing. Yeah. Yeah, you like automatically was, have some like street cred. Street cred. Yeah. Which is like, that sucks. It's you, a know weird, what, you know what? It, no one should have fucking street yeah, cred. Yeah, it's a weird yeah. thing to be like, yeah, I need to have this in my life. Like, yeah, you don't, no, one, no, your, no one needs yeah. to go through trauma. Yeah. Should just be like nice and happy yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I never thought about it from that before either, from that point of view of just sort of like, oh, you could also embrace the experience you went through and be like, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe I've got something. Maybe I've got something to say. Maybe I've got something about me that is okay. Yes, and then it's like the second you're okay with it, it's fine, you know, then you're fine, you know. It's yeah, like it's so I let that guy take photos of my scar. Uh, and for what purpose? <laughs> for, uh, he was doing an art project. Who knows what... <laughs> <laughs> All right. So he's just got like a random hard drive somewhere that has these photos on it. Yeah, right, right, exactly. There's some sort of, right, 64K memory card. Um, uh, and then he scrawled poetry he had written in Sharpie over the, over the photos photo. of the scar. Uh, and that's Man, when that I realized so that I was like, oh, you're the weird one. <laughs> I'm fine. Yeah, like, uh, the people who are too okay with the scar, maybe I should be warned about like, Right, there's that end. You're just sort of like, too into the scar. I didn't know that was going to be a thing that I didn't like. 
Yeah, it's like, I just want this to be a part about me, and you're like, great, okay, great, and just like move on with your life and not be like, let's stay on the scar for a while and talk about this. Right, oh yeah, anyone actually, you know, and I did, I, because I did have a lot of partners, I did meet a couple of people along the way, and I, I wish I was into scars. Like, I wish I had a scar fetish. That would yes. be the greatest thing to have as someone who is covered in scars, to have a scar fetish, but I'm pretty sure that's not how fetishes work. Uh, because if you had it, you wouldn't fetishize it. Yes, because it's not, it's, it's just a normal just part of your you. life. Yeah, but that would be the ultimate acceptance. Uh, but I, I, did, I did date a guy or two that had a scar fetish. That is, I didn't know that existed until you said it right now. Sure, what? You didn't know it existed? Give me one thing that doesn't exist. I mean, I guess that's true. I just haven't heard of an instance of this existing until right now. Yeah. Yeah, and so, and I didn't like that because I was like, too much of the scar. The face is right up here. Yeah, like, what, what are the, how is their fetish working in that situation? Okay. Is that a, a question I can ask? Them? Sure, it's your podcast. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, like, they want to the rub, rub their penis on your scar. <laughs> I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Like thinking about it for two seconds, I guess that's like I could yeah, get to yeah, that conclusion. Yeah, yeah, that's like that's like the, the uh, yeah. That's the least of the, your problems. Yeah, I guess okay, that's yeah. fair. Yeah, which which you know, if you know anything about scar tissue, it, it actually it has no feeling. Yeah. So it is a that is like the most thankless. Yeah, it's literally you're getting, of you're getting literally nothing out of that. <laughs> even if you were somehow into it, you're like I feel I don't know it's what this the is. Most thankless combination. You're like really? I mean, oh my it's, God. yeah. Can you just do that on your own? Um, <laughs> So let's let's fast forward. Yes, and most people were fine with it, and you know, or some, there was every every once in a while. I did. I think when I moved to New York, there were you know the people. Uh, the dating thing here was weird, and I met a lot of guys that were, uh, you know. I call them like they weren't ready to come out of the oven yet. Like they need a couple more years to become human. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. and I've been there. Right, I, I and existed so, at that person. So they were just sort of like. Oh, that's weird, and I was like, "It's over." You know, like yeah, that. I didn't yeah, like yeah. that at all because it wasn't. It wasn't. It didn't meet their idea of uh, what they thought female beauty was about. Yeah, they haven't like lived enough to to be like, "I just want this perfect thing." And you're like, "What are you talking about?" Like, there is that right that like perception of right. My friend used to have uh, had uh, the greatest joke ever that I used to love, which is about going on a date with a guy and him telling her all the celebrities that he thought was attractive and would like to sleep with. That game. And she was like, oh yeah, fantastic, of course, Scarlett Johansson, like of course, he would, or whatever it was. And then she was just like, that's great, look at me, this is your league. You know, like she was just sort of like. Yeah, you can talk about this all you Susan want. Susan like, Freckle, this is what one you... of my favorite jokes of all time. Um, but you know that was the thing too. I was like, we, we're here together. Like, yes. what you want to yeah. do better? Go do better. Yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm like ready to be here. Yeah, exactly. In this thing, and if you're yeah, I not, lowered my standards to be with you. <laughs> so if you think you can do better, uh, but then I, I met, uh, I met the guy that I ended up marrying, and um, we, it was, it was the first long-term relationship in a long time. Yeah. Uh, so we were progressing along, and he was someone due to his nature that was very inquisitive about the scar. Okay. He wanted to talk about it all the time. He wanted to hear more about it. Uh, he, was, he liked looking at it very closely and seeing all the different places because the way it heals, uh, it it's sort of like fat in some places and thin in some places. 
so right, it's not a very, it's just not a clean line. And so he would like examine it, sometimes in a kind of clinical fashion, but it was inquisitive that I, you know, I, I had a, it was an interesting relationship with me having someone do that. Yeah, somebody being that like intimate with that part of you, I guess, right? Like, yeah, I mean, like I think we've all been with someone where you're so, you're really into each other's bodies and you kind of want to do that thing where you're like, you're checking out every nook and yes. cranny yeah, of yeah, that yeah, person's yeah. body because it's kind of fun. Yes. Uh, so, but they, you know, this was the other level to that. And we were about, you know, we, I think we were about six months into a relationship and he was still very attached to the scar. And I said to him, if I was like, here's something I've experienced with the scar. There's a couple of years that have happened here and there where I look in the mirror and I don't see it anymore. Yeah, because you've it lived just, with it for it so long. It just happens, yeah. right? Like, um, I don't know, I feel like that happens, you know, you move into a new apartment, you're like, what's that wall it has a weird thing on it, yeah. a crack. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, you live there and somehow you just stop noticing the crack until someone comes over and goes, what's up with the crack in your wall? And you're like, oh yeah, right, the crack, whatever. And so there was just years and years where I would look at myself in the mirror and I gotta say, I just, I just didn't see it. I stopped seeing it. And I said, if we date for a long time, there's one day that might happen for you where you don't see the scar. Yeah. And he just did not understand this concept. He was like, how, no. It's, it's right like, there. It's like, right yeah, there. It is big and it's a thing and I'm gonna see it forever because that is what is on you. Yes. And he was kind of going the other side of acceptance. Like he was just like, no, I'll always see the scar. Yeah, like I know it's there, I'm cool with it. Like what do you want? Yeah, That's like right. The, yeah, like. Well, we moved in together. Uh, and in about a year of living together, he, uh, we, were, we were getting ready to go out to a wedding. Uh, and I just remember it was a wedding specifically because I was putting on like nylons. Okay. I was putting on nylons and the nylons had a seam up the front as some of them do. Uh, and the seam up the front was, and I was pulling it very high as I like to do. I like to pull my nylons like just below my boobs, you know, like to bring it up to the rib cage. Because if you know anything about nylons, which I don't I think mean, you that's do, what I always they just do that, sink. Yeah. They just sink. Okay. Um, and so there was a seam up the front that was basically outlining, it was running like along running the side scar. of the scar. And uh, Jonathan looks at me and he goes, oh my God. And I was like, what? Like I just immediately go to my torso like, is there blueberries all over me? Like what's going on? That's your first blueberries. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> right, we, we, we had a lot, we had a highly antioxidant downing blueberries and <laughs> diet at the time. Uh, and he goes, no, the scar. And I'm like, the scar. And he's like, yeah, I just, I, I haven't seen it in a long time. Wow. Yeah, he was like, I see it now, but you're right, I actually haven't seen it for a long time. Yeah, because he, he even like forgot about the fact that he wouldn't see it. it like, That's right, yeah. he even forgot Like about it took him that... seeing it in that perspective to be like, oh yeah, I haven't noticed it in a while type yeah. thing. Yeah, and I think that was one of my first moments with, with him that I was like, I think I'm actually with someone that is actually seeing me. Yeah, and not just your scar. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, back and forth. It's real beautiful. And now you're married and have one kid? One kid. I mean, yeah, I'm... just one kid. Yeah. yeah, so he also has seen the scar. Is that like an experience? Is that like something you've had to... Yeah, I mean, the, the levels of having to deal with the scar, it never goddamn ends, yeah, let me tell like, you. And oh. I've gotten more scars, too. Every time I get a new scar, like the old scars come into focus. I mean, uh, learning, uh, learning to accept yourself is, wow, what a process. But anyways, 
uh, never ending. So yes. yes, I did. So my son is only two and a half. So he, well, he doesn't have any perspective. Yeah. Let's just say yeah. that. <laughs> but um, he did. I, when he was about one, he pointed at the scar. He pointed at the yeah. scar because he saw. He knows that he doesn't have a scar. Yes, it's just that thing of like I don't have this and you have that. And he knows that daddy doesn't have a scar. Yeah. So he just said uh, he didn't have articulation yet. So he just said, uh, "What? What's?" We well, said, "Like, what's this?" It's really like Bugs Bunny type of. Like. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was back to square one with yeah, that one. Yeah. Oh boy. Well, you'll get there. Yeah, but I just said um, scar. Yeah. Because it is. That's. I mean, that's all it is, right? And he. That was good enough for him. Yeah. It was good enough for him, and then we just moved on. And I, I actually thought about it for a while. I was like, here's, here's this uh, thing I love. What, are they, what is he going to think about scars? Um, and I was like, maybe he's going to think all mommies have scars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which that, you know, I, I bet there's a percentage in there that is pretty high. <laughs> a lot of mommies have scars. Yeah, like there's just that thought of like, yeah, that's how when moms have a baby, this is the scar they get or there's something, gonna, like right, whatever right. it is. Or I was like, maybe he thinks uh, one in three, like once you can do math, one in three people yes. have scars. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which there's also like, might be accurate. I don't know. And you're just going to kind of let him try to figure out this on his own versus I mean, one day him. we'll talk about it and one day we'll have to talk about yes. it and I'll have to talk about, uh, I'll have to talk about trauma and things happening in life that are not great yeah. and accidents especially at, that happened at a very young time in your life yeah. right yeah and i'll have to talk about acceptance yeah and i'll have to talk about love and i'll have to talk about it all yeah yeah but for now i mean i think the coolest thing is like take a note from a little kid as as often people say to do in life uh is that i actually think what he thinks is nothing I think he sees the scar and he doesn't... Yeah, like it, just, it doesn't mean anything to him. It doesn't mean anything. It exists, but it doesn't have any I think meaning. he he has traveled closer to the place where I'm trying to end up, and it took Jonathan a little while to get to where he just sees his mom. Yeah, it like me, yeah it's just part of... Yeah, it means nothing. means nothing. That's great. Cool, Ophira. <laughs> Thanks, bro. That was a real journey. I liked it. Yeah. Um, yeah, thank you so much for doing this. My this pleasure. Been great. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah, that's it. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. This is how we love. This is how we fight for something that's right. Love Hurts is produced, hosted, and edited by Brian Berlin. Theme music by Mickey Hommel. Show art by Caroline Mallon. You can find Love Hurts on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the show, rate and review it on Apple Podcasts and tell a friend about it. You can find Love Hurts on Instagram and Twitter at lovehurtspod, and our website is lovehurtspod.com. I'm Brian Berlin, and this is Love Hurts.